Butcher Baker Podcast Maker, the food podcast series where we get to know a little bit more about the foods people enjoy, from recipe favourites to biscuit chat. So, Kimberly, welcome to the podcast. Would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Um, my name is Kimberly Smith. Um, I live in Leicester and I work for a national brewing company. Fabulous. So now on to the questions. So what did you have for supper last night? Well, if I may, um, for my tea last night, <laughs> um, <laughs> I had um, I had like cheesy bacon pasta. Um, I would no, in no way um, suggest it was a carbonara, but it was perhaps in that family. Sounds um, delicious. And I did, oh, it really, really was. It was glorious, actually. Um, and I did a pear and blue cheese salad with it. It was absolutely glorious. Um, I chucked all the bacon towards my partner and I had all of the delicious pear and blue cheese goodness because he's not interested in that. Um, yeah, it was lovely. It was really good. Lovely. What was your favourite kind of food while you were growing up? Um, The answer is quite simple to this. Um, It was potatoes then, it's potatoes now, and it'll be (laughs) potatoes when I take my dying breath. Um, I I love potatoes in every form. I think they are so versatile, they're so comforting. And it might sound really daft, but I true, like for me, potatoes represent love. Um, there's something, oh, there's just something so warm and so comforting, and I can definitely remember having um, having uh, fights with my cousin um, about who's got the most roasties on their dinner when my grandma dished up, um, and if you had the most, you were the one that was loved the most. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think that probably impacted me more uh, than I'd, I'd, I'd ever thought of before. But yeah, potatoes—they're just everything. Um, yeah, I'd, I've always been a big potato queen. I think. <laughs> Lovely. Okay, so what was your favourite place to eat at or restaurant to go to while you were growing up? Oh, Indian, all day, every day, any Indian restaurant. Actually, Huthway Tandoori specifically was always my favourite. Um, and that's where we went when I was a child. My like my dad's favourite thing in the world, like his, one of his favourite stories and his favourite boasts about me is he says, oh, our Kimberley, she never agged for McDonald's like normal children. She always wanted a curry. Um, <laughs> and I think, <laughs> I think I'm an only child and there, so needless to say I was quite precocious and quite comfortable with adults and talking to adults and um, there was something so grown up about going to an Indian restaurant and, you know you get the flour at the end of the meal and it's 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 spicy and it's different and certainly at that time it's obviously I'm quite considerably older than you Jemima at that time it was new and exotic and unheard of and I, I just love the glamour of it yeah you know, like, Oh, yeah, definitely. Curry all day, all day. Okay, so what is your current favourite kind of food? Mm, I was thinking about this. Um, I'm really into um, Japanese, Chinese, um, Indonesian, uh, Korean, like those kinds of places and flavours at the moment. There's something so tasty in my mouth. Like I'm absolutely craving it all of the time. I love things that are balanced. And I think, you know, like food from that those kinds of countries are really like they've really nailed the idea of you know sweet uh salty uh, umami and you know smoky and spicy Definitely. and just all of that on my tongue it's like a party 
um, I've, I've developed certainly during the first lockdown and it's, it's, it's not actually getting any better. Um, I've developed quite the taste for uh, ketchup manis, which is an Indonesian condiment and I could drink it. It's like liquid gold. Um, just put on to everything. Oh, oh, it makes me so excited. And that's something that I hadn't really come across before. And now it's like getting my mouth. I love it. Perfect. Okay, so what is your current favourite restaurant, if we weren't in lockdown, to visit? Um, my favourite restaurant. I, I love Wags, I think. Um, so sorry, Wags Mama. Uh, I legit, if I could afford it, I would eat it for breakfast, lunch and dinner. Like... The, I just think it's absolutely glorious. I think, you know, that's probably what started, um, you know, enjoying those foods from those kinds of places. So I really like Wags. There's a, I wanted to shout out, actually, there's a restaurant. So I, I live in Leicester and there's a restaurant um, close to where I used to live uh, called Barcelonetta. And it's been closed throughout the pandemic. And it's the most glorious, independent Spanish tapas bar um they only uh, they open for two services um you can either go at seven or you can go at nine otherwise you're not getting in there's very few tables and it is absolutely delightful um i love it so so much and yeah the idea of tapas and that kind of sharing i love so what is your current favorite vegetable well, obviously, I'm not going to go with potato, um, although it is obviously my favourite, <laughs> uh, my favourite of all the vegetables. Um, however, I have had a long-standing hatred of cauliflower. I think it's utterly disgusting, or I did think it was utterly disgusting. And I, you know, I made a, a you know, I made it my quest almost to a couple of years ago cauliflower rice and using it as a cauliflower base for a pizza you know was really really trendy and you know everyone was doing it and I still couldn't get behind it and I you know forced myself to eat cauliflower because you know it's good for me and all of that however what I I gave up for a while but I've kind of got back on the train of cauliflower and I think when not using it as a diet-based carb substitute and when you wrap it in hundreds of cheese (laughs) or or spice and you roast it with lots of lovely spices and glorious things actually it's bloody delicious and it's an excellent vehicle um i think my main hatred of cauliflower is the smell that comes off it when you boil it Agreed. To within an inch of its life, like ugh, not for me. So yeah, cauliflower is making a bit of a bit of an arrival in my house at the moment. Yeah, I had it with chamula the other night. Um, that was lovely. Mm, very nice. So, what is your current favourite biscuit? Um, I know certainly, you know, uh, with within you know the community where we met and you know those uh, those group of people, I know that this is an unpopular choice. I don't care. <laughs> It is all about a chocolate malted milk. And I know that there are naysayers. I know that there are people that dismiss them because malted milks without the chocolate are rubbish. And I'm with you. I completely agree with that. They're dreadful. I don't know why you'd even bother. What a waste of biscuit space in your tummy. Um, However, as soon as you put chocolate on it, it's like some mad alchemy. And oh, I I love it so, so much. I just think it's so delicious. And it is the best dunked in tea, hands down. Agreed. So who is your current favourite chef? Um, I, I'm really into, um, I really like Thomasina Myers. Yes. So she won, uh, master, like the first master chef in, yes. in the UK. 
uh, and she owns the Oaxaca chain. Um, I just think she's she's really, really great. And what I really like about her, we've got her book, actually, and what I really like about her recipes are they're super, super simple, but they're not dumbed down. Yes. So I can I can put together a glorious Mexican dinner that feels authentic, but it's not like, you know, pulling my hair out hard. Um, yeah. You know, I've still got to search a little bit for some authentic ingredients, but it's not so inaccessible that it's impossible to achieve. Um, and yeah. I really like about her. I think she's great. Yeah, me too. I think she's a great chef. So what was the last cookbook or recipe you enjoyed using? Well, I'm going to stick with Thomasina on that, actually. Um, and it's not necessarily for a meal, but it is um, something that I think everyone should try. And I think it should be a staple in everyone's cupboard because it definitely is in mine now. Early on in lockdown, she shared a recipe on Insta for her... Uh, and please excuse my clumsy, clumsy English tongue on this one. I'm sure <laughs> I'm going to get it wrong. Chipotle on adobe. Um, yeah. Tried my best. I am very sorry if that's not right. And it's like, it's a, it's a condiment sauce, like a relish almost with lots and lots of chipotle. So it's really spicy and really, really smoky. Um, and I, it's great on tacos. It's brilliant in a cheese toasty. I honestly, it, it's incredible I'm gonna need to try Uh, that you can use it as a marinade it is just it's one size fits all one you know one-stop shop deliciousness um yeah it's it's really really tasty and it's like I say you have got to go and find yourself some chipotles which is probably the bit that's the challenge and where you get that authenticity from um but everything else was in my cupboard it was, you know, it was quite an easy recipe. So yeah, that. Okay, so now for the controversial question. What is your favourite ring on the hob? Um, it's not, I don't even have to think about it. It's bottom left hand. And why? Um, it's, it is the biggest. Um, it is also, I think, I think there's probably something about me being right-handed. Yeah. So I've got some space here with my right hand. Um, I think that's probably a bit of it. And also because I'm quite short, I I can reach the back of the hob. I'm not, you know, I, I can, but it's it's a little bit awkward. Yeah. And so for the main bit, that's all right for you know boiling the bloody pasta. But for the main bit, I, I want the control. I want to be there. I don't want to have to be kind of leaning over. So yeah, definitely bottom left. No question. Why would anyone choose anything else? He's <laughs> there. Fabulous. Okay, now on to the final meal. So it's your final meal ever. You have no boundaries on how much you can eat. What mm-hmm. will you be having and why? So what are your starter or starters of choice? Well, first, just before we do, so I've listened to your podcast previously and I've really enjoyed this. Thank segment. you. I really, really genuinely have. And uh, because, oh, God, gracious me, the creativity and the generosity that you're affording people to be able to you know, not have a limit is extraordinary. So I used to... <laughs> No, I've been asked, you know, what would be your death row dinner before? And my basic answer is plate of roasties. I'm all right. The rest of it can go. I could have guessed that. Well, I love them. They're everything. Um, But now I've I've got room. Man, I'm like well-possessed. I'm ready to go. So what's first, starter? Yes. So starters of choice. Um, So I really, um, I... I, I think tempura veg, yeah, but really 
good tempura. So it's, you know, it's got the crisp, you know, it's, when it's soggy, it's not, it's not so great. So like courgette and uh, aubergine, I love aubergine. It's really difficult Me to get too. crispy after. Oh man, because it's so like, it can be quite wet, but get in my mouth. Delish. Um, I really like, uh, I, I'll tell you what I really, really love. And I struggle in a restaurant. If there's anything remotely goat's cheese based on the menu, I can't leave it. I, ju- I, I, I just physically can't. So, you know, like, um, so a, like a goat's cheese tart with caramelized onion. Yeah. <sighs> Delicious. Um, I also really like gyoza. So vegetable gyoza. I was going to really- ask which one. Well, vegetable. I, you know, um, <laughs> as we've discussed before, Jemima, I'm not a vegetarian. Um, <laughs> um, I'm not a vegetarian because I wouldn't dream of suggesting it because um, firstly, I eat meat and secondly, or, or, you know, animal products, but also because um, I think it would probably be insulting to people that actually are vegetarian and have yeah. plant-based diets. Um, but I do tend to go towards vegetable dishes yeah. um, mostly because I I just think they taste better. Um, I just think more effort, certainly, certainly in the past 10 years, I feel like restaurants and, and like places that produce food, they just put more effort into making it tasty. I think there's a level of complacency sometimes with yeah. a meat dish in the, oh, you've got your meat. Done. Have a tater with it. Have a potato <laughs> with it. Right. Whereas with a veggie dinner, I think certainly since, you know, that's kind of increased, uh, people like uh, it's spicy and it's cheesy and it's tasty and delicious. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, just vegetable please. Uh, vegetable gyoza for definite. And the other thing that I wanted to put in here as a bit of a starter, and it's I appreciate that it's not necessarily, um, I think it might be quite controversial. I'm not sure anyone's ever heard of it. And I think a lot of people are going to be going, what are you talking about? <laughs> when I was little, my dad used to so again I'm considerably older than you and so I come from a generation of me two veg and a plate of bread and butter and my mother used to uh, my mom she used to do the plate of bread and butter while and she'd bring it out ready while she was finishing dishing up and my dad couldn't wait to eat and so what he would do is he'd take a slice of bread and do a fold over but with vinegar and he would make me vinegar sandwiches and it's it sounds revolting I'm pretty sure rationally I know it's revolting but it's also absolutely delicious and I love so yeah vinegar sandwich for me please I'm quite I'm quite I'm quite cheap if I'm honest I'm quite a simple date I think um yeah vinegar sandwiches all day well it's a childhood food so Uh yeah Yes, definitely added. So what drink are you having with your starters? I would like a Kia Royale. Uh, so Prosecco and Cassis. Um, Good choice. Oh, delish. Beautiful. I love Cassis. I love that kind of uh, that kind of berry. I find them very satisfying. Not too sweet. Yes. Just like, <laughs> okay, so what are you having for your main or mains of choice? Oh, gracious. Um, definitely my mum's roast dinner. I don't need to go into it. I think... I, I, it is what it is, isn't it? Um, lots and lots of roasties. Actually, a specific roast dinner that my mum once did. So for Christmas one year, because I really don't like turkey. I think it's dry chicken. I don't know why people have it. I really don't. And what's supposed <laughs> to be the dinner of the year? Um, so uh, so one year I said to her, look, I don't want turkey anymore. I just don't like it. It's absolutely a waste. Just, 
you know, just put me some more taters on. Like, legitimately, that's fine. And she went, oh, Kimberly, you can't have that. You must have some meat. You must have some meat. And I was like, well, I'll just have the piggies. I'll just have the pigs in blankets. No worries. Um, and she took me really, really literally. So I had, like, half of my plate was covered in pigs in blankets. <laughs> and Amazing. it was incredible. So, yeah, I would have a pigs in blanket mum's roast dinner that definitely amazing yeah it was glorious um that definitely um again really simplistically I don't think you can beat a cheese and tomato sandwich when I sorry (laughs) when I think when I think of food pairings so you know lamb and mint and you know chocolate and raspberry and all of those dark chocolate and raspberry and all of those kinds of things I don't think you can beat cheese and tomato I just think it's absolutely everything you know and I mean from cheapo cheddar and a salad tomato all the way through to mozzarella and you know sun-dried tomatoes and basil and a pizza like just absolutely lovely I think yeah I, I, I don't think I'd be able to have my last dinner on earth without some sort of cheesy tomatoy gloriousness so just on a sandwich I think quite simply any other um, yeah uh when I said earlier that at Wags I could eat it for breakfast lunch and dinner I had one specific meal in 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 mind and that is a yaki udon um which is fat super fat noodles yeah with mushrooms and peppers um and there's some chicken there's prawn there's squid um sesame seeds onion shallots and it's crispy shallots and secret ingredient it's not secret they're a national chain um pickled ginger so the ginger yeah. that's pink um and they they do that so they fry it like teppanyaki on the on the on the on the flat top and it's just it's just so delicious like it's so so lovely I, you know it's really simple but absolutely glorious and um yeah i, I can't beat it and i really really appreciate the introduction into my life of udon noodles yeah like what's better than a noodle a big fatter one actually (laughs) that's what's better than a noodle so satisfying I love so yeah I think that's me I think for my mains um I don't want to be greedy right Jemima you can have as much as you'd like there's no capacity and what drink are you having with your mains Oh, um, I, oh, that's quite an eclectic mix to try and do uh, food matching, isn't it, with drinks. I don't think um, you have to match it. I think, seeing as it's my last meal on earth, I think I want a uh, really large, lots and lots of ice, um, glass of Coke. Yeah. But post-mix, so off the gun in the pub. <laughs> the one where and, you're not sure if it's Pepsi or Coke. Yeah, but also where someone behind the bar um, has tinkered with the ratios, so there's just that little bit more syrup going in. (laughs) (laughs) Fabulous. Um, That would be it. Um, And full fat under all circumstances. Um, Otherwise, I'm not coming. (laughs) So what are you having for your side or sides of choice? Um, This is where an additional plate of roasties come in, I think. Great plan. Um. Uh, Wags. Sorry, I, I I feel like you know this is Kimberly's episode of the podcast sponsored by Wagamama. But um, I wish. Can you imagine? Dream. Like Wags getting to dream. We're here. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe then I could afford to. Uh, I could have Wags for uh, breakfast, lunch, and tea. <laughs> 
um they do uh they do a cauliflower dish called bang bang cauliflower yes everything it's so nice i forget i'm eating cauliflower and i think yeah for me that's important right it's got to be the vehicle not the main flavor um because i had it last night pear and blue cheese salad is is like running around my head um and do you know what it's only the second time i've ever had it uh, and I can remember the first time I had it eight years ago, maybe. I can remember thinking, this is a taste sensation. I'm going to eat this and for the rest of my life. And then I've kind of never touched it again. And then the thought kind of occurred to me. And I was like, oh, pear and blue cheese are best friends. Let's get involved in that. So, yeah, I want some more of that, please. Um, and to, I, I guess to follow on the uh, blue cheese, I love blue cheese, uh, kind of theme. There's a bar in Leicester, it's a, it's a national chain, I won't name which one, um, but it's a bar, a student bar, and they do something called Angry Fries, and they are absolutely incredible. It's just it's really basic cheap chips, but they top it with Frank's hot sauce, blue cheese dressing and then they crumble something on it get in my mouth like (laughs) so I'm not I can't be bothered with chicken wings I find them faffy and I'm not that interested but I do love the flavor of a buffalo wing and blue cheese sauce so basically what's happened Jemima is that that particular bar chain have delivered for me my dream in which the animal product has been replaced with potato (laughs) and and that's what i'm here for um yeah i i uh i do something really really uh disgusting on the very rare occasion that i have um i have a kfc whereby i'll remove the skin of the chicken and then replace the innards uh, roll it up with chips <laughs> so that it's the flavor but the potato oh delish and don't knock it till you tried it again i know it sounds revolting i know Vinegar sandwiches and, you know, chicken skin filled uh, with potato isn't necessarily high cuisine uh, or particularly attractive, um, (laughs) but it's glorious. Uh, Treat yourselves. Well, it was a few years ago. Years and years, my cousin Sam would always put McDonald's chips in his vanilla milkshake. And I'd be like, Mm. what are you doing? That's disgusting. Mm -hmm. Then when I tried it, he's like, Jemima, try it. Tastes like a donut. I was like... (gasps) It does taste like a donut, and ever since we've been doing it. Yeah, I've heard of that. I, I, I've never, I've never felt the need to try. Yeah, I know. I didn't I'll think that either. I really didn't think that either. But I tried it. It was marvelous. Yeah. Every time oh. I go to McDonald's, I have to do it. <laughs> I'll give it. The only thing I won't try is beetroot. So fine, I'll give Agreed. that a whirl. Yeah, and actually, just on that, anyone that's judging me for my revolting eating habits, by the way, um, if you eat beetroot, then you're in no position to throw uh, stone <laughs> in the house because that's rank. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what is your dessert or desserts of choice? Uh, uh my uh, my dessert. It's just my favourite dessert in the entire world. I don't think it can be beaten um, because it's got it all, is a tiramisu. I love it. Agreed. It is creamy. It is chocolatey. It is spongy. It is boozy. It is... It's coffee. It's, you know, I, I'm pretty sure tiramisu in Italian means like pick me up, right? And that's exactly what it does. Yeah. It lifts my mood. It, it gets me sharp again. And... And I'm absolutely here for a tiramisu. I even love saying the word tiramisu. I think it's got such a lovely, like, mouthfeel. 
Um, oh, it's just delicious. I had one. I was lucky enough. Um, my partner and I were lucky enough to visit Italy um, a couple of years ago now, and I had a bucket list of everything while I was in, in Italy. And it it got to the last night, and we'd not managed to get to a, a tiramisu. <laughs> because gracious, there's so many carbs yeah. that I had to get through while I was there. And so, you know, every dinner they'd be like rolling me out because I couldn't quite manage to walk anymore. Um, and so I never quite got there. And then on the last night, we were in a bar, and I saw tiramisu on the menu, and I was full. But I said, I can't. I physically, I'm not getting on that plane until I've had one. A tiramisu. Yeah. Okay. I don't need anything else. I don't need it. I'm okay. Um, are we having a portion of tiramisu or are we having a whole casserole dish of tiramisu? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll quite happily take the tray off your hands. Um, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I could manage it by myself. Uh, yeah, I've got the capacity to do that, definitely. Amazing. I would say the same. Um, so what drink are you having with your pudding? Or to finish oh, the meal. It's got to be a coffee. It's got to be a coffee. Um, I think, yeah, just a black coffee, actually. That's fine by me. Um, I think if I'm having if I'm having a full tray of tiramisu, I don't think I need any milk or cream in my coffee. <laughs> um, and, you know, that's a personal choice everyone's got to make. But for me, I think that's quite enough. Fair enough. Okay, great. Um, so are you having a cheese board or are you not? You are? Uh, yeah. There's no limits. Like, let's do this. I don't, Amazing. I wouldn't ordinarily, I wouldn't ordinarily have a cheese board as my, you know, when you go out and you can have it as your pudding, as it were. Um, oh. I would never do that. I would always do the pudding. Me too. But, you know, because I, I don't, I don't want to limit myself. I, I, I but think, this is after the pudding. You don't have to be yeah, limited. So I'm having it. I'm definitely, definitely going to have it. Uh, What's on the dream cheese board? Stilton, goat's cheese. Because you don't often get a goat's cheese on a cheese board. You don't. And it is my favourite. I love goat's cheese. Ah, oh, it's that. It's creamy and it's got that twang and that almost claggy feeling yes. in my mouth. I actually find really satisfying. Oh, I love strong cheese. <laughs> um, so definitely a goat. Definitely a Stilton. A really sharp cheddar. Um, and a quite like um, like a you know you know, you know when you go to the supermarket and there's the cheeses with like bits of chili in it. Yes. So spicy those. Yeah. Any I'm others? Quite like a manchego. Um, we actually uh, had a cheese board the other week, and there was it wasn't the cheese that was glorious. It was um, my friends had recently been to a garlic farm, Ooh. and they brought back. A butter for me uh whipped butter whipped with garlic and using that the base it was just incredible it was so so nice so yeah that are they all of the ones you were going to pick i mean to be honest i feel a bit delirious i can't remember other cheeses at the minute (laughs) i'm feeling like a a fair amount of hysteria here at the thought of it no yeah that's it that's enough okay and Um, are you having what kind of crackers or are you just having the cheese i will i'll just have a i'm not i'm not bothered about a cracker it could be anything really again it's a vehicle unless it's got beetroot in it not interested um because they do do those pink ones i've seen and uh, i I don't want to witness that um so no but i'll tell you what i am gonna have is um an apple ah Apple and cheese, again, are really, really best friends. And I, I, I do enjoy that very, very much. Well, thank you for telling me your um, favourite ever final meal. 
Sounds oh, fantastic. Feels, feels quite cathartic. I almost feel full, actually. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, that was that was glorious. Thank you for letting me feel like fulfill that play out that time. <laughs> it was good fun. Thank you. Okay, so now would usually be biscuit of the week, but as we're in lockdown, I didn't think that the biscuits would travel well, even mm-hmm. though it's only what like an hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. I didn't think they'd travel well. So what biscuits have you been enjoying this week? Um, I am, I've been, and and it's um, to kind of get on the back of the increasingly frantic, it feels like chocolate orange trend. (laughs) Um, It feels like every single or biscuit company are like quick do it make a chocolate orange variety immediately because otherwise we're out of the market like and and i can't i can't blame them um i've tried every single one that's been released um and i have found myself um you know like a cartoon beaver yeah when they're or, or or woodchuck i suppose when you see them and they they get the plank of wood and they push it in and like a chomping down really fast like that and I know that this is, oh, sorry, this is a podcast. It's not visual, but I know exactly what you mean. I can picture um, it. Um, I have got quite into doing that with a chocolate on, uh, chocolate orange finger. Like, <laughs> I'm quite concerned about what happens when they pull in all of the limited editions. I'm, I'm very upset. We're not going to oh, think about that. No. no. We don't need negativity. Don't need no. it. Okay, so what do you rate um, a chocolate orange finger out of ten? It, it's got to be, it's got to be a solid eight, I think. Um, I yeah, it has. I, the reason that it's not a ten because it is glorious and it's you know it's got the comfort of the chocolate finger with the newness and the excitement of chocolate orange. Um, but the reason I can't go full ten is because, and oh, I'm not the biggest fan of white chocolate, but a white chocolate finger is king in that particular family yeah yeah a white chocolate finger is just absolutely delightful um i can definitely eat a box of them in under a minute to myself (laughs) again something i'm not proud of but whatever no i think you should be proud of it i'd be (laughs) proud of that okay so now will be the part where we support local businesses so do you have any local shout outs to local businesses that you would like to say yeah I would actually um so uh, mindful that I don't live near you uh, so this is very local to Leicester um it's great I get to hear all over the country that's cool uh, that is really great um I like uh there's a pub so my local as it were um they um there it's called the forge and it's part of a really small independent um group of pubs i think there's like two or three in the leicester and leicestershire area uh called the beautiful pub collective um and my local one is in glenfield called the forge and it's just absolutely glorious it's the food is seasonal and it is um, it is ever changing and it is delicious. It's a proper. It looks like a what I would describe as a chocolate box pub. So Aww. it's the kind of pub that absolutely looks glorious and wonderful and magical when it's been snowing. That kind of pub. Oh, I love it. Um, and what I also really really love about them, they open up for breakfast on a Saturday and they have a farmers market in the car park. Oh, sounds dreamy. Absolutely dreamer. So, you know, you can have a walk down, go to the market, get a coffee. 
um, in the pub at the same time. Um, and, and the other reason I'd like to shout them out, and I, I think this is important, they have been extraordinarily brilliant in terms of being COVID secure, in terms of being responsible um, and creating the environment as much as they can that feels like a pub while keeping people safe. And, and that for me is magic because that that's the thing lovely. I'm worried about when we, when we got released, the first, which is what I keep calling it, when we were released the first time, I was really worried that the pub wouldn't feel like the pub. Mm. Um, and of course it doesn't, and that's totally understandable, but um, they have done some amazing things in order to make it feel as pub as it can. That's so lovely. Thank you for shouting them out. My pleasure. Do you have any socials you'd like to plug or are they all very kept private? Oh, no, it's <laughs> Jemima. You know me. Nothing <laughs> secret. I've got, I've, I've got complete inability to uh, be, be secret. What I will say is I'm not sure it would be very interesting for anyone. Um, it is interesting. Well, it, it, it's, it's a lot of biscuits. It's a lot of sitting on my settee. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's an awful lot of Goldie Horn. Right, that's who I am. Um, I uh, so yeah, my my Instagram really is the place to go. Um, I can't do Twitter. I find it quite stressful. Um, so it is at Ms. M. S. Kimberly L. E. Y. S. Oh gracious, I've never had to say that out loud before. That's really challenging, isn't it? Yeah. Um, At Ms. Kimberly S. Please tag me, I guess, on the photo that you do on Insta. I will do. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's been fabulous. I've enjoyed every minute of it. Oh, I'm really pleased to meet you. And thank you so much for having me. Um, uh, I hope that has uh, been interesting. I've loved it. (laughs) No, no, thank you. It's been a really great way to spend my lunch hour. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. For more information, follow Butcher Baker Podcast Maker on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Bye! Butcher Baker Podcast Maker. The food podcast series where we get to know a little bit more about the foods people enjoy, from recipe favourites to biscuit chat.